We're back. Coming up, we've got the Cal 3 campaign. And the Disney Fox acquisition. X-Men and the Avengers. And I'm back. Rounding out our headlines is Melania Trump's jacket that put her in some hot water. I'm Ian. I'm Ivy. And I'm Andrew. We're breaking down the news on this very rainy day. Get ready. So we hope you grow along with us today. Let's coffee talk. It's been quite a while. <laughs> quite been a while. A bit. Yeah, I think our last episode was in March um, with Andrew here as well. Yeah, I'm just back. <laughs> yeah. Andrew's back here. At this point, I'm going to be like a regular host. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, it's a change of name and everything, you know? <laughs> um, but we've got three headlines for you here today. Um, and I think we can dive right into them. What do you guys think? Yeah, let's go for it. Okay, first up, we've got um, the Cal 3 Initiative. Now, this is weird, I gotta say. Um, this is a CNN article by Madison Park. Um, it's titled Initiative to Break California into Three States to Go on November Ballot. Okay, so um, basically, this is a whole initiative to break California into three states California, Northern California, and Southern California. Weird, okay, right? So um, Tim Draper, he's a venture capitalist. And um, interestingly enough, he has like this history of trying to break up California. Yeah. He actually tried to do it back in 2014 mm. and tried to break it up into, uh, I think it was around... Six. Oh, was six six different states. states instead. It's like, Which seemed really excessive when I read that part. I was, I was like, like, what are you doing? Oh, <laughs> that's probably why it didn't go through. Yeah, oh my gosh. Um, so... Uh, there's a very nice infographic here on this article. North California, obviously, um, the north part, south is the south part, and then what would be named California is more of, like, that coastal area, I guess you could say. So, like, San Fran and mm-hmm. that kind of stuff? Yeah, so um, that's definitely, in that coast area, definitely where the most people live. So that looks, like, smallest geographically, but it's on par with the other sections. Um, and, yeah, there's... Uh, there's like a chance of it happening since it is going on the ballot, which is, it's kind of crazy. It's kind of yeah. weird. <laughs> well, if it does, then it'll get sent to like the Senate or Congress. I think to Congress, yeah, to approve and everything. Weird. It actually received more than 402,000, 468 valid signatures. So like half a million people, almost half a million people signed on to support this whole initiative, which is like, what? <laughs> it seems what from like our standpoint, because we don't live there, but I think it actually kind of makes sense. Okay. Um, yeah. They talk, the article talks about how like there kind of already is this sort of divide between like the populations in the state anyway. Right. Um, and also that like the government is like too large. Like it can't mm. really accommodate to like the individual needs of sp- specific parts of the state. Right. So splitting it up would allow for like the people from that specific area to be rep- more better represented mm-hmm. and have their needs met by the government. Right. Hmm. I mean, that's a valid argument, I think. Yeah. Cause like splitting it up, making the governments more, or I guess you could say more open and accessible to their citizens needs. It's like a more manageable population. Yeah. And like currently California gets 55 electors in the electoral college, which is, um, Traditionally, it's been, uh, it leans more towards the Democratic candidate in presidential elections. So um, I've read some other things where people say that this is more of like the Republican Party's move to sort of break up that 
long trend of California voting Democrat mm-hmm. um, because it yeah it's just been traditionally voted for Democratic candidates. So yeah, that's one of the arguments. It's like kind of like a it's like a worry. It's a worry, yeah, for Democratic the the party because um, they see it as kind of like a ploy to um, break the state up in ways where one state, let's say California, is uh, would vote Democrat, while the other two states, they like kind of drew the lines where Republican voters lived. So those two states would vote Republican mm-hmm. and therefore like give them more votes. However, I have seen maps that say all three states will wind up being blue. So I oh. think the, I guess, case for either the Republicans or the Democrats gaining... Mm two or three additional states on their sides is totally subjective. That's, mm-hmm. Yeah, you could spin that um, differently. Because if you look at the two, what, Southern California will have places like San Diego. Mm. Um, California itself has all of Los Angeles. Northern California has San Francisco. True. Those are three very big populations of Democrats that are split among the three states. So yeah. um, either way, these are three cities that already um, sway California's Democrat. Voting, yeah, true. Um, so this will probably, or at least could, lead to three more states that are blue. Huh. Interesting. <laughs> In any case, also, just when you split it up, their electoral votes will go down. Like it won't be fifty-five all as that one state That's true. anyway. Yeah. So I mean, it. I don't know. I think it'd be good. They also talk about how, like, if they do split up, then the the Senate will get uh, four new people. Mm. Four more new spots. Some fresh blood <laughs> <laughs> in the Senate. <laughs> oh my gosh! That was Which crazy. I, I think if we if we go with the idea right now, just the hypothetical that mm. those all three would end up being blue anyway, that um, it could balance things out in the Senate a bit. Okay. All right. Okay. And obviously, more representation there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I agree. I mean, I don't think this is. I don't, okay, I don't see anything that would, like, completely be, like, totally bad. Mm-hmm. You know? I don't know. But, but I think it'll have to do a lot of work um, in adding three more states, <laughs> or I guess, well, two more states be a lot. to yeah. our Constitution, to our House of Representatives, Congress. Yeah. That's a lot of change. Yeah, that's true. Well, 52 states, then. Unless we, like... <laughs> we just consolidate the Dakotas and the Carolinas. <laughs> <laughs> so we're just like Carolina and Dakota. That's it. Those are the states. I mean, yeah, like Texas also. I've heard a lot about people trying, well, not necessarily breaking Texas up Texas. Texas just but like, wanted to secede. Yeah, like they're like things like that. I don't know if that's like an actual movement or just a meme at this point. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Definitely a meme, I think. <laughs> but yeah, it's really interesting. Um. I don't quite understand um, one part of the article where they were talking about how um, splitting it would cost a lot of tax money. Uh, breaking up the state would cost billions of tax dollars. Yeah. I think that might just go into like... what like does that go in? Probably a lot up. of restructuring, right? You have to build up two new state governments. You oh, have okay. to draw new sense. state lines, probably new road systems. Um, yeah. Private land would probably get chopped up, so you'd have to figure out how to... Right. It would be like an absolute like oh my god that would be so much work. The transition would take years. Years like probably decades. Yeah. Decades. Oh my god. <laughs> well, California, if you want to do that, 
<laughs> you're gonna be in for a lot. <laughs> We're over here, so I think that's a sage advice you can give to most anything. You're gonna be in for a lot. In life. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> Prepare. But yeah, let us know um, if you live in California um, and how you feel about if you like it. If you don't like splitting California up, like let us know and let us know if we are missing anything that would totally sway our <laughs> views on it, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> Uh, but we can move on to our second article. Uh, this one's pretty fun. Um, I think we've all heard some inkling around the news sphere about Disney and Comcast kind of in this bidding war to buy Fox. Um, and either way, that would be a major win for either company because that would be a whole slew of like franchises and other titles that would just add on to their already very large list of um, successful franchises and everything like that. There's always, it always feels like Monopoly when we talk about these big companies buying each other. I know. I was like, okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm on the personal mindset that these big acquisitions aren't really a good thing for us as consumers. Mm-hmm. Um, enough competition is usually better for us as we get more options. And usually we get lower prices as people try to yeah. fight it out. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I feel like you see this with... Netflix, as an example, because it's kind of probably the biggest streaming service besides, or I guess next to Amazon Prime. And, you know, I feel like every year or so we see like another price increase from Netflix just because they kind of can. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. Um, or something more pertinent to, I guess, us as people who make media, mm. um, the Adobe suite. No one competes with Adobe and they charge us a whole <laughs> lot of money for it. I know. I, w- I watched this interesting video about like how the subscription model like everyone's switching to that because it's just more profitable in the end versus like um, you just buy it yeah. and you get the product. It's like Microsoft Office Which switched to it. by the way. Yeah, Office 365, Adobe, Creative Cloud. Um, yeah, that kind of stuff. So <laughs> interesting, yeah. Um, Comcast, the they made a $65 billion offer. I'm sure that has... Um, <laughs> that's, I'm sure that has increased because this article was from like a week ago because I've heard it be higher. But And they're still hashing it out, right? I think so. Yeah. It's... Oh, my God. <laughs> it's a lot. Uh, yeah, so this is to acquire 21st Century Fox. So that's different from... Um, Fox News. Fox and News Fox and Fox Sports. Sports. Yeah. Uh, so that's going to be... That's actually going to be... If either of Comcast or Disney buys 21st Century, that's going to be spin off into a separate company called New Fox, which is... So, like, 21st Century Fox will be renamed... No, the Fox News and Fox Sports will be under New Fox. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then 21st Century will just be merged into Disney or Even Comcast. if they don't get, like, the news and the sports channel, that's a lot. I know. They, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they would get a bunch of um, new international channels. It says here, uh, you know, like, the Fox Networks Group International, which operates across Europe, Asia, Latin America, and Africa. <laughs> which is a lot. Um, yeah, let's see. They also, oh, they also talk about Hulu in this article, which is kind of interesting um, because Comcast, Disney, and 21st Century Fox each control 30% of the streaming video service. Um, so whoever buys Fox will end up having the controlling share, which is crazy, and be able to make a bunch of big decisions about the fate of Hulu. Uh-huh. Um and interestingly enough, they this article says, quote, Disney could fold Hulu into a small stable of streaming services 
alongside ESPN Plus and an upcoming family-friendly platform, which would be a total powerhouse in the streaming service land, I think, um, having Hulu along with like their own Disney movies and their own Disney TV yeah. shows and everything. So that would be a big competitor. Slightly off topic, maybe, but that family-friendly platform that they're talking about, is that the one where they're trying to move, like, not showing their things on Netflix? And I think so. Own? The thing we talked about? Yeah, that thing. <laughs> oh, my God. We talked about that. What was that? What, the Disney streaming service that they want to... Yeah, yeah, it was, make. like, on the mm-hmm. Netflix Mammoth episode. Yeah. Talked, it was, like, 14 or something. Like, breaking oh it down. Oh, my God. <laughs> Relate back. Okay. Really? Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, it'd be crazy. I don't know. I think... Yeah, I don't know. I agree with um, what Andrew was saying, how it, it kind of spells sort of bad news for us-ish. Mm-hmm. I think so. But also, like, I mean, this would give either side, like, a really nice way to incorporate. They talk about here, like, the franchises that you mentioned earlier. Uh-huh. They have a bunch of new things that they could add to, like, any of their amusement parks. Yeah, they could add... Like, the Disney World parks. Well... Um, yeah, so either Disney or Comcast could own franchises like X-Men, Deadpool, The X-Files, Die Hard, Independence Day. I'm, like, confused about Avatar, though. Why? Because Disney just opened up, like, an Avatar spot, like, in their... They did? Yeah, theme park. Hmm. It opened, like, in May. (gasps) Maybe they just... So did they just do it, or did they... (laughs) I think they had to, like, license it. Yeah, I think they work together on, um the Avatar theme park, but they don't outright own Avatar. Okay. Yeah. But that's good news. This is, if it goes with Disney, um, it's good news for X-Men fans because they might, they would probably, I think they would if they got it, bring it into the MCU. And then uh, Avengers and X-Men, like, together. Wouldn't that be weird? <laughs> well, doesn't that conflict? Because, like, the Avengers are all about, like, yay, superheroes. Yeah, and the X-Men's, true. like... No, yeah, that's no true. superheroes. Yeah, but it'd be cool. I don't know. They could like do multiple universes and then like, yeah, just collide. It's like Doctor by. Strange going between the two. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Oh my god, that could be it. <laughs> um, that's yeah. copyrighted Marvel. Can't steal that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, I think it's, I think it's weird how like, um, this is is a possibility. I guess you could say because the government should step in if if a monopoly look like looking like it's happened with these uh, acquisitions and everything like well, that. Well, didn't they do that with the AT&T merger like a week or two ago? Yeah. Maybe it's longer than a week but they, or two. But ago. that one went through, which was weird to me too. Did it go through? It did. Okay. So they so they did merge. The government was like that's good. Or oh. they were like that's okay. And I was like, um, antitrust? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, they uh got an 8 $85.4 billion deal oh with Time god. Warner. My god, oh my okay. Just a whole lot of money. That's, oh my god. I bet, yeah. I mean, Disney has so much to shell out. I mean, Comcast too, of course. This is just a lot Yeah, I don't money. think we as consumers realize how much these companies have in basically everything that mm, we do. Yeah. I mean, take Comcast, for example. Not only do they provide you with your... TV or your internet service, but they also have yeah. um, a hand in a lot of the companies that you even go to. So whether that be uh, TV programming, you know, that could be more with Fox or like mm. if you're going on to um, the internet, like places that are run by Vox Media, for example, mm-hmm. they're invested by Comcast, yeah. I believe. Yeah. Um, so that's just more <laughs> power to them. And yeah. I think especially after, 
you know, what we've seen with Facebook and all of that privacy stuff, I think mm-hmm. this could raise more legitimate concerns for our privacy yeah. and how much a company has on us. Yeah, that's true. I mean, okay, I looked this up and the Disney offer um, is now up to $71.3 billion, <laughs> which beat out Comcast's $65 billion offer. <laughs> so, oh <my> <laughs> wow. <laughs> but you're right. I think it's definitely, it's definitely going to, I think it would be bad for us if this happened. Like I said, yeah. But I'm, I'm curious to see like how or what happened with Fox tw- or 21st Century that like made them want to um, offer to themselves off. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they've just been having trouble. I don't know. Just over it. So They're done. like, I'm done. <laughs> I'm just going to sell myself to the highest bidder. Why not? Oh my gosh. The, the CEO, whoever like of 21st Century is going to get so much money. <laughs> I think. I mean, yeah, it'll be weird. But let us it know what you think. Like, is would you like it to go with? Trouble? Yeah. <laughs> would you like it to go with Disney or with Comcast? Is there a difference? You know, just let us know. Um, and let us know, like, how you think the X-Men would fit in with the Avengers. Like, I'm curious <laughs> about that, too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <That's> a no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then our third headline. This is something that's kind of weird to talk about in politics, but with our administration i think it's become the norm (laughs) uh this is from npr um and this article talks about melania's jacket if you're not familiar with her jacket um according to npr it's a 39 dollars hooded rain jacket which on the back says i really don't care do you you being as the letter um (laughs) makes a difference (laughs) no i think for the first lady this isn't great idea um considering on how much of a public eye you are in especially after melania had her weird like disappearance thing for like a month i was convinced she was like gone i was like uh something went down (laughs) because she has all these secret like um (laughs) conspiracy theories about her how she's like being held hostage and then she was disappeared i was like melania are you okay (laughs) right and it's like now she comes back out into the world wearing this jacket which isn't a super good look considering all of the border issues that we've been having recently um it's yeah yeah, it's ironic because she was wearing the jacket as she boarded a plane to go to the joint base andrews on her at Oh, at Joint Base Andrews. Sorry, that's where she boarded the plane. And she was actually visiting the immigrant children who were separated by their parents, which is like, uh... It's just a situation where it's just a situation. I know, it was, like, not good. I was like, how how did anyone think that was a good jacket to wear, like, to that? Like, did no one tell her that's, like, that might not be a good idea? (laughs) Like, okay. (laughs) She needs to, like, look over her staff or something because there was something wrong here. Um, (laughs) President Trump uh, tweeted about this, saying that the jacket refers to fake news media and Melania Um, has learned how dishonest they are and she truly no longer cares, which... I mean, I guess is better than her not caring about the immigrant families. Yeah, but because it was told that she was like pushing against that, like right. working on it. Right. But I mean, it's not like we know for sure. But I, <laughs> I'm personally of the mindset is that I don't think this really meant a whole lot mm-hmm. as far as um, a political statement. I feel like she probably just had this jacket and wore it and didn't yeah. think twice about it, which. You know, yeah. there's something to be said for that, but I also don't believe this is a deliberate act. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. I think the reason people think it's kind of a deliberate act is just because like it's a it's thirty nine dollars and she's so known for wearing like all of these designer clothes mm-hmm. or being really like having very thought out outfits right. from her wardrobe. And just why why would she be wearing such a cheaply made hoodie in a sense? <laughs> in comparison to like all of her other clothes. That's true. That's I mean I mean thirty nine dollars isn't totally cheap. <laughs> no, I'm not saying I'm saying I'm not saying it's cheap, cheap, but like it's like from Just in- Zara, so okay. it's like a it's a pretty accessible store to get to uh-huh. versus all these other things versus she wears. Like, like relative to everything else that she wears, mm-hmm. I guess. What would that mean? I don't know. Some people she's just like the rest of us. Yeah, she's like Shops I'm relatable. Them all. <laughs> <laughs> she's weird. trying to relate to that us. That might be right? it. No. <laughs> weird. Oh um, my god. I think it's sad that like. I, like the the right away we put together where she is and then what she's wearing to say that she really doesn't care about these immigrant children being separated from their families, which I really hope isn't the thing. One of them is like she really doesn't care for like her relationship anymore. Oh, oh my god! With Trump. <laughs> my god! Okay. <laughs> because they're like equating it with song lyrics. That yeah. Kind of talk about that, it's, which I yeah. think would be kind of silly, but hmm. I also don't think that one's true necessarily yeah. i kind of wish she would say something about it though yeah she's always super silent i don't like that you know like her was it i don't know the person who manages her, her communications director yeah she made that st- she made a statement about made like statements her husband's making a statement yeah, one like, person was like she, it's her like making a statement about being a woman who can't like speak her mind or something mm, wow that's deep okay and i was like yeah then she should kind of explain why she wore this yeah so I'm, i don't think that's the reason either it's weird. I, okay, yeah, I agree with Andrew. I don't think it was, like, malicious or anything. Mm-hmm. Melania doesn't seem like that. And I've read that she actually wants to find, a, obviously, wants to find a solution to the problem mm-hmm. about the separation at the border. Mm-hmm. Um, and she kind of didn't really agree with her husband's policies at the time yeah. um, about that separation. So, yeah, it's weird that this is happening in our world now. Um, but what's really interesting is, like, the reaction to this because, like, obviously there's outrage about it, but not, it's kind of treated as, like, a joke kind of. Like, there are all these, like, memes about it, and then, like, people are like, it's deeper than that. It's, like, about her relationship and stuff like that. And then I feel like with this administration, that's, like, what our reaction to politics is, in a sense. More, like, making light of it instead of maybe taking it as seriously as we should. I don't mm-hmm. know. I mean, this is obviously not very trivial. Or this is a very trivial thing, I think. But it's weird. I think it's also <laughs> partly because, um, you know, Melania Trump comes off the heels of Michelle Obama. Mm-hmm. And yeah. the Obama administration, at least as a family, were a lot more open than Trump's are. So I think... Mm-hmm the way that she is a little bit more closed off from the media invites more speculation. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that, like, we should be. I think everyone is entitled to their right to privacy. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God, last episode. But, (laughs) yeah, but I think that um, just because no one really knows a whole lot about Melania Trump, Mm -hmm. people are more willing to be like, oh, here's a conspiracy theory about it. That's, you know, because we don't know as much it's maybe it's more likely to be correct Mm -hmm. it leaves room for all the speculation Mm -hmm. yeah uh let us know what you think about melania's jacket (laughs) and you can let us know about any of the other articles we talked about so we talked about three headlines use the hashtag coffee talk and we'll be on the listen with our ears open (laughs) on the socials um trying to basically 
have a conversation with you guys about these topics because they're really interesting um, and they definitely have a big impact on us. And that's what we're all about, having those conversations, really. So, yeah, let us know. And guess what? What? So our listeners can now listen to Coffee Talk on Google Play Music. Check us out there along with our SoundCloud, TuneIn, and iTunes. That's awesome. That also means you need to keep up with us on our socials so you can be in the know about important announcements like that. Our Facebook and Twitter page are both at Coffee, Ivy. And please subscribe, follow, and favorite Coffee Talk on all of our podcast services. Every five-star rating and review help us out a lot. For sure. For now, let's get back to the show. Okay, TanaCon. Oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> You're going to have to tell me what this is first. Yes. Okay. If you could. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, for my corner, I'm going to be talking about the mess that is TanaCon. Oh, my God. Okay, guys. <laughs> guys. TanaCon. Okay, so this is definitely more YouTuber, like online influencer in that sphere. So that's definitely what this is talking about. So, um, if you don't know, TanaCon is a convention made and kind of like started by Tana Mojo. So, if you don't know who she is, Tana Mojo is um, a YouTuber. Uh, she's gotten really popular over the past few years, super popular, has millions of subscribers. Let me get the exact number, guys. <laughs> she has around almost 4 million subscribers, 3.5 to be exact, millions more on her Instagram, her Twitter. So, she's a pretty influential. She does a lot of like story times and like uh she's gained a lot of like controversy i guess you could say about her around her reputation um mostly because she's been in a few situations where she said the n-word sometimes and this person yeah um that was a lot of where her controversy came from her story times are usually uh really over the top i think she blasted into pop into like the popular YouTuber sphere after her story times around her online stalker. And then there was a lot of things about how like she was lying about it and like it seemed it like ended up being kind of fake but also real. So she's like been in a lot. Okay. <laughs> the, so this whole oh I hit that. So this whole thing was about um kind of making a big sticking up a big middle finger to VidCon. Um, so VidCon is kind of like the most established convention for um, fans to go and visit their online creators, mm-hmm. YouTubers, interact with them and everything. So uh, <laughs> to break it down like to its like most TD, TLDR, um, Tana was a, trying to become a featured creator at VidCon. So a featured creator is like, who they put on their advertising, kind of, like, giving them all of these different options to interact with their fans. So, like, panels, Q&As, their own booths, all this kind of stuff. So giving them a lot of perks, basically. Mm -hmm. Um, She was trying to be one. Her team was in talks with the VidCon team to get her, and they said, yes, you're going to be a future creator for this upcoming one. I think this was last year. Um, super excited. She's really good. She's a good storyteller, I have to say. Um, so she was super excited, and it ended up being that she was not a featured creator, and which was weird. Um, so she threw a fit? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> no, no, actually, after <laughs> she was told the news, she was like, okay, that's fine. She was disappointed, but she's still going to VidCon because she's like, I love VidCon. That's like what I wanted to go to when I was young yeah. um, to meet my favorite creators. So now I'm going to meet, you know, people who want to meet me and all that. So she's like, I'm still going. It's fine. I can still like 
go and do some panels and meet people, meet and greets and everything. So she goes. Okay, so, okay, she basically causes a huge security hazard Mm because she's so popular that all these fans swarm her. So since she's not a feature creator, she's not allowed to use the back ways to travel in between, like, wherever she needs to go. Um, And so she has to use the regular public entrances where fans can go see her and come and swarm and crowd her and everything like that. Security obviously is like, this is bad. No, no, no. (laughs) Because like, obviously security is a big thing on conventions. They tell her like, you need to leave, um, obviously because like the crowd is way too big. She Mm -hmm. does, but she's obviously still upset because she's like, I still need to meet these people. And they're like, no, 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 security. And she's like, but, 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 yeah, all that. (laughs) I think there was like a big, it came to a big head where, she was at a panel, uh, a Q&A panel, and then um, she had to leave, obviously, but she couldn't use the back way, which is where all the other people on the panel could use because they were featured creators and mm-hmm. they had like a badge, the infamous featured creator badge. <laughs> she doesn't have one. So the security guard's like, you can't because you're not a featured creator. You don't have the badge. She's mm-hmm. like, but if I go out the public entrance exit, there's going to be a huge crowd and then security's going to, it's going to be a mess, obviously, like last time, like yesterday. Um, guy wouldn't let her go and then she was like okay like can't you just like escort me through or something like just so I don't cause a huge security hazard outside <laughs> cause yeah and then it ended up being like really crazy like a hot like a the manager of VidCon came down and talked to her and I don't know if this was true or not she had a huge like um, rant about how this woman treated her kind of like she told me, like, you're not a feature creator in my VidCon. Like, I say who is, and you're not one. Like, she was painting oh. her out to be super, like, rude. Mm-hmm. You know, as always, like, I always take this with a grain of salt because she was definitely angry in her story time. Mm-hmm. So I I don't know. Obviously, I think things were not the best they could be, but it was weird. So she starts this Katanacon, and it's basically... Okay, wait, so that whole story happened last year? I think so. Okay. <laughs> it was this big video, viral. I was like, okay, I and then, like, so bad. What's wrong with that? <laughs> a bunch of um, other creators kind of jumped in in support of her. They're like, yeah, we don't really like how VidCon does their practices. That whole feature creator thing is like exclusionary and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. So Tana kind of launches this crusade. Um, she starts like TanaCon and it's like, this is, she actually sells free tickets, which is kind of cool. She's like, I want how this do you to sell be. sell a free ticket? Probably just sign up or anything. yeah. I was like, <laughs> and then sorry, that was just a wording thing. Never mind. And then she's really like, uh, "This is like for you guys, the fans, where you can meet the creators, like for you know the least amount of money, like that you need to pay and all that kind of stuff." Mm-hmm. Um, and it seemed to be like a big growing movement. Big YouTubers like Shane Dawson, uh, James Charles were seeming to be on board with it and everything like that. Um, and it was gonna happen. So it actually happened. Like. <laughs> Well, it didn't happen. That's the thing. So it was supposed to start um, two days ago, I believe. Okay. So right with VidCon. Right. Oh. Right? Same town, basically a block away from, I believe it's the Staples Center where VidCon is. Mm -hmm. It's about a block away. So kind of directly competing with VidCon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's like, uh, okay. Okay. I mean, she was angry. Day of. They sold, I believe they sold 5,000 tickets online. Okay. So, you know, that was good. They're like, okay, good. Weirdly enough, they only booked a venue for 1,000 people. I don't get it. But I think that's where she went wrong, first of all, because that's bad, poor planning. That's what I've heard. That might not be right. But it was definitely, like, not a big venue for the amount of people that were there. 
in addition to kind of like the small venue, 15,000 people came up unticketed to buy tickets. And so like, it was a mess. <laughs> like people were standing outside in lines for like hours waiting to like try to get in to buy tickets or something. Like the sun was being down upon them. Like it was bad. It was super bad. And um, people who bought tickets couldn't get in. People lied and said they had tickets and were trying to jump the fence and all that. Big security hazard, which is super ironic. <laughs> I have to say. <laughs> um, <laughs> and obviously, Tana's trying to manage all of this because this is super, it's a mess. It's yeah. a big mess, basically. Um, and then it ended up, they canceled the first day. They were like, okay, this is too big. We need to regroup. We need to get more security, find out a better way for us to handle this huge crowd. So we'll cancel it for today, but everything will go on as scheduled tomorrow. Things did not go as planned. Eventually, oh. the entire convention was canceled. And um, now she's in a major PR apology tour across every all her socials. Mm-hmm. And um, people are outraged and people are trying to get refunds, basically. <laughs> Bunch of videos of people chanting refunds throughout this whole thing. Mm. Um, and I can just see... <laughs> VidCons, like, creators just, like, sipping their tea. Oh, no. Just being, like, whoa, whoa, whoa. (laughs) Which is, like, super savage. I also saw on Instagram that, like, uh, VidCon was selling Pray for Tana t-shirts. I don't know if that was verified, but if they were, that's... That's pretty. That's oh, it's it's so good. <laughs> oh my, oh my god, we love YouTube tea. Oh my tea. gosh. Oh my god, I can't believe they did that. The thing that really gets me about the whole Tanacon situation is yes, okay, it was poorly managed, and you know that's just a fact of life. Mm. These things happen. Yeah, yeah. But going out and blaming security, who's just trying to do their job to make sure you know people don't like I don't know die. Mm-hmm. That's kind of a scumbag thing to do. Mm-hmm. I don't think you should be attacking people for doing their job, especially when it's your fault and your mismanagement that created mm-hmm. the problem in the first place. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... How do you manage, like, random people who show up, though? I don't think she had control I, over I that necessarily. Yeah, but she should have thought of it, I think. And yeah. that's, I think, okay. where her inexperience comes in. Obviously, like... She has not planned a convention before, and VidCon has had years of planning conventions to know to think about, hey, you know, people are going to come to buy tickets at the door. They probably have, like, hired people who Mm -hmm. who know what to think about, though. Yeah, yeah. She, she, yeah. I don't know. She was working with a company that does conventions. I don't really know what they do. Yeah, I mean, she had a solid lineup. Shane Dawson, Mm. Casey Neistat, um... Bella Thorne was going to be there. <laughs> Depending on your opinions of Bella Thorne, that's either a yay or a nay. Yeah, Bella um, Thorne. <laughs> You're right, right? But she is her. That's yeah, a, like she had a really good idea. And I think if this was better managed, sure. It could have been really cool. Yeah, it, it could have cool. been really cool. And mm-hmm. it probably could have stood up against VidCon and, Absolutely. you know, whatever management problems that a lot of YouTubers believe they have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think it's the way it was done. Yeah. Definitely backfired. Oh, it was oh, it was just a big flop. I mean, I was like, oh, poor Tana. Like I was expecting like some things to go wrong cuz obviously if things could go wrong, they probably would. It's but, like, also like a first time through. Like, I know. You never know what what's going to happen. But like this was like a complete cancellation. I was like, wow. I mean, I I I mean, what else could they do? I was like, yeah. Huh. <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't know if she do you think she'd try again? I feel like she's going to try again, right? It's worth trying again. Yeah. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> I, I feel like maybe turnout wouldn't be so 
good for the next one, but that might be a good thing. So then it's like a smaller amount of people to manage. Yeah, that's true. Or to accommodate, I should yeah. say, not manage, accommodate. I yeah, but the amount of people that came, I think it's safe to say that Tana has a big influence. Like fifteen thousand people. Like Danny. yeah. I mean, also. I mean, I've never heard of her, but <laughs> <laughs> all the other YouTubers that came, were agreeing to come—that's obviously a big draw too. Right. But yeah. like, those are her friends, and they're like helping her out, which is cool too. So, wow. <laughs> I think she's learning from this. You know, she'll learn, and then I think she'll start again. Yeah. Obviously, better managed. But it's kind of funny. <laughs> I'm sorry. But it's not a bad thing that you know she tried to go out and like make another event that she felt was more inclusive for people, mm. you know, and herself. Yeah. Um, I wonder what that speaks about to the VidCon, to VidCon and like, I don't know that like weird exclusivity thing. I don't know. Which is, you do kind of notice it though. You do. You know, That's it's not true. like, hidden. like whoever's like more popular, yeah. who has more subscribers. I don't know. Yeah. Would you ever go to <laughs> VidCon? Um, <laughs> conventions freak me out a lot. They do. Yeah. Like, I think Comic Con would be really fun, but yes, then um, I can't. I can't take how many people are all there at once. It freaks me out. So. Right, right, right. Yeah. What about you, Andrew? I mean, I don't think I'm personally just a convention person, mm. so I doubt I'd ever go to something like this. Mm. Conventions are a lot. So many people, and then like you wait in super long lines. Mm-hmm. I get it. <laughs> all right. Quite sure what. <laughs> and it's hectic. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Well, let us know what you thought of Channing Khan. Did you go? Let us know your experience. Was it or were you terrible? Ongoing. Yes. Who were you excited <laughs> to see? Did you try to go? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and if you still support Tana after this big flop. Yeah. On I a related mean, note, we will be having a coffee talk con um, next week. Oh yeah. <laughs> Over in Denver, you know where to find us. Why am I just know. hearing about this? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, thank you, Andrew, for being on our 21st episode. 21st, right? Back to back. Back to back. <laughs> special guest speaker. Um, really thankful to Andrew. Um, we're going to be working with him. So you'll see him around. It's going to be cool. It's going to be great. We have a lot of things planned for this uh, year. Uh, for we us, have, anyway. We have a few summers. June. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, true. We have the rest of summer, and then we'll be starting school. Yeah. See. <laughs> but we have to balance it out a bit better this time. Yeah, and we can do cool things. So yeah, keep on the lookout with that. <laughs> so you can um, actually look about all the articles we talked about on our Facebook pages notes tab, um, and anything we talk about, please use the hashtag Coffee Talk because we want to hear from you um, and just chat with you. And you can actually go on our website as well. That's Coffee Talk W E N I V WordPress.com. Um, there's a submission form there, and you can actually email send us, us an email, and then we'd be happy to feature you in the next episode, um, and even like, and we'll reply to you through email as well. It'd be great to have a conversation with you there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Remember that we're on SoundCloud, TuneIn, and iTunes. Um, so yeah, definitely subscribe, follow, and favorite us on all of those. Um, also rate and review us because it kind of helps to see where we're at. Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you so much for going along with us today. And tuning in to our coffee talk. That's right. Andrew graciously came back for our anniversary episode. You know the drill. Check out his beautiful photography at andrewpatra.com and follow him on Instagram at andrewpatra. Thanks to Andrew again. Remember, all links are in the description below.